Welcome, and thanks for joining us for our inaugural first ever premiere, the birth of episode one of We Speak Condo. Today we're joined by our special guest, Benjamin Rutherford. Ben is a partner at Rutherford & Matthews, a condominium law firm in Toronto, Ontario. Our first episode with Ben is about the basics of condominium living in Toronto. So, welcome to the show. Let the games begin! So we've managed to bring one of the top condo lawyers in the city of Toronto, uh, Ben Rutherford from Rutherford Matthews. Ben has been practicing condo law for 15 years. He's been practicing law for 15 years. What a coincidence. Uh, as he calls it, it's his love. And uh, Ben, I'd like to introduce you uh, to our, our audience out there and uh, tell them a little bit about you. I think, thank you, Ari. And uh, it's, a, it's an absolute absolute pleasure to be here and uh, you know I appreciate the opportunity of being part of uh, City Sites inaugural uh, podcast um, so yeah um, um, I put the Rutherford and Rutherford and Matthews where uh, we're sort of a, the new uh, condominium law firm on the block um, but by well, no uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but by, by, by no means are our uh, my Myself or or my partner Joy Matthews, new kids on the block. Uh, was there was there a fight on whose name was going first? I just wanted. To be... uh, I will I will tell you this. Was it a coin toss? What was it? It was never a question whose name. Would be first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joy, if you're listening, remember that. Okay. But, yeah, we're. Uh, I mean, we're a new firm. Uh, we opened up our doors last year, but um, you know, so we're the new firm on the block. Um, but by no means are we the new kids on the block. Uh, both Joy and I have uh, extensive background in, in condominium law. It's the law that I've practiced, uh, quite frankly, is as long uh, as I have been a lawyer. And uh, Rutherford Matthews is a full-service condominium law firm serving uh, condominium corporations across uh, southern Ontario. Awesome. Welcome to the table. Thank you. So we're talking about buying a condo, actually selling a condo. But the most important thing is, what is a condo? All right, uh, Ben, we all know that condominium comes from a Latin word, because I know all the kids in school talk about this, right? Uh, high school, and uh, when I go around the playgrounds, they also mention, hey, they're talking about condos. Uh, <laughs> condominium is uh, living together, living in a community. Yes? Yes. So give us some of the... the, the the good points and the bad points that you come across when sure. living together in a in a community. Sure. So the uh, absolutely, I mean, uh, a condo is living together in a community. Uh, a, a condominium, it has it, it it has interesting aspects. Really, what it is, and it's been described by the courts as a unique way of holding land. So um, when you, if you buy a house, if, which is not a condominium, you own your house and to a certain extent you can do whatever you want on your property as long as it doesn't bother your neighbors. A condominium, as I said, it's, it's a unique way of, of holding land in jointly with others. So mm -hmm. you own your, your piece of land, you, you own your unit, but you own your unit as part of a common enterprise with everybody else 
who owns a unit in your condominium, whether your unit's 37 stories in the air, whether it's a townhouse, whether I think I've even heard of a boat condominium, but whatever it is. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. Holy moly. Okay, we don't like this board pack up and go. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it's you own it as part of a common enterprise, and that means that you don't necessarily have the freedoms that you might have if you owned a non-condo. So you ask me like, what, what is the, the good and the bad? Well, the good is, is that a lot of the things that you might be responsible for if you own your own home are left up to someone else. They're left up to the board to manage and to you know people like, like yourself and your company to assist the board in managing the operations of the condominium corporation. So for example, in a condominium corporation, the good part parts are you don't necessarily have to worry about maintaining and repairing certain aspects of the property. You don't have to worry about insuring certain aspects of the property. And there's somebody who is answerable to you for those things. Now, the bad parts of living in a condo, and you know, I'm not really actually sure if I'll call them bad parts, but you know, I think that they're not necessarily bad parts, but it's part of the trade-off. And it's that you might not necessarily have the same freedom that you would if you own your own home because you're living as part of a community, you're living in concerts with others. So, you know, as part of as part of this arrangement whereby you you give up some of the responsibilities in exchange, you have to conduct yourself in such a way that recognizes that you're living as part of a community so that whereas you've given up some of the responsibilities that you would have owning a home, you've taken on responsibilities to behave in a certain way to make sure that what you do doesn't bother other people and also that make sure that you uphold sort of your end of the bargain and that you do uh, what you need to do and are right. responsible to do. So I guess it, it is perspective. Everybody has to behave properly together. Right? That's the predominant part of the act. Those are the guidelines so that nobody goes after each other in the hallways. At least we hope. Right? So it happens. Oh yeah. Oh it happens. Really? I'm sure you know that too, right? Yeah, managing yeah. Well, what's <laughs> yeah. what's that story? I was gonna say, Ari, what's that story of the lady with the butcher's knife? Oh, we, oh. we were managing I was managing a condo and uh, in, in uh, downtown Toronto, lovely luxury condominium. And uh, one lady was, uh, one condo owner, um, was uh, a little upset with her, with her neighbors and uh, the noise that they were making upstairs above her. And uh, to quiet them down at one time, that she went running through the halls with a butcher knife attacking their front door. So just another day in the condo world. But that's actually bringing us to a nice segue into what it means to live in a condo. You mentioned, Ben, about sometimes there are rules that need to be enforced. Sometimes the corporation's documents need to be enforced. So can you give us a little bit of some information on how a condominium is governed? Because it's a little bit different than a freehold home. Sure. So the basic structure of the condominium corporation is that it's run by a board of directors. And the unit owners will elect the board of directors and the board of directors govern the condominium corporation in the same way really as the directors would in a business corporation. 
So the board of directors are elected by the unit owners. They uh, are elected really to make the decisions, make the executive decisions about the operations of the condominium corporation. <clears throat> now, one of the other things that the board of directors must do, and they must do it because the condominium act says they have to do it, and that's make sure that everybody else is following the condominium act, the declaration, the, well, by, the bylaws. Just the to precede everything, yeah. so, uh, for anybody who doesn't understand, there is a provincial act, there is a provincial law that governs the uh, all the aspects of um, the construction, the registration, the owning, selling, and everything to do with the running of condominiums in the province of Ontario. The condo, uh, that's called the Condo Act. And that really, in essence, governs everything else we're going to talk about, whether it is the formation of a board of directors and what their role, responsibility, and the limits of what they can do are, are, are uh, locked in there, as well as what you, the owner, and what us, the property managers, do uh, and how we interact. So, uh, um, yeah, no, no, precisely. And, and the, the Condominium Act sort of overarches absolutely everything. There, there, there is a hierarchy, and it starts with the Condominium Act, and it, and it comes down through the Declaration, Bylaws, and Rules, and I'll just touch on those in a second. But absolutely, Ari, as you said, the Condominium Act is the number one authority that, uh, above everything, it's a piece of legislation passed by the Government of Ontario it says what a condominium is, what can be in a declaration, what a board of directors is. And I'm pretty sense. sure there's only one thing higher, right? The Human Rights Code. Uh, not necessarily. Oh, so yeah. yeah no, not necessarily. I mean, there's, <clears throat> there's, there's, an, there's, an inter, there's an interplay between the two. And so the Human Rights Code can come into play and sometimes suggest that enforcement of the Condominium Act be suspended. But it's not it doesn't necessarily sort of override the Condominium Act. Um, so the uh, the uh, below below the condominium act on this hierarchy is a declaration, and the declaration is a really important document, and that's the document that creates a condominium corporation. So just like you have a business corporation, you you create a business corporation by registering articles of incorporation with the province. Uh, in the case of a condominium corporation, you have a declaration. And it's registered on the land. And once that declaration is registered on the land, the condominium corporation comes into being as it's a born. It, it's, it's born. born. The condo it's is born. it's born. Right. It's assigned its condo yeah. number. And, and before that, though, that there is no declaration, right? <clears throat> and there's and, and and the condo act technically doesn't apply, does it? That that's right. So, but there is something called a disclosure document. There, so there's so the, people may have moved into a condo. It's not a condo yet. There's still construction going on, yeah. but you still got rules to follow. You've still got rules to follow, and what you've bought into really before the condo is born, and you've bought a new condo from the developer, and you're living in there, and there's construction going on, but you're still contractually obligated to uh, the developer as to what what you can and can't do. But what that disclosure statement that you referred to will show will contain is it will contain a copy of the declaration to be so that you know what the condo will be when the condo is born and you know what you're buying into. And um, that's why actually going back to the Condo Act and, and the uh, idea of this disclosure statement is that by law, when you buy from the developer, a new condo, 
they have to give you, with the disclosure statement, the proposed declaration so you know exactly what you're buying into because you need to know what you're buying into. Um, by and large, um, a lot of residential condos have many things in common, but um, some of them will have subtle differences, which actually, you know, subtle differences in writing, but they can make a lot of difference to people. So, for example, some condos will allow short-term rentals, although those are few. Um, most won't allow short-term rentals. So, That's you know, the dreaded Airbnb. The, the Airbnb. So, so if you're looking to buy a condo and you know, and looking to make some money through Airbnb. Better check the declaration. Are these sort of rentals allowed? Uh, are you a pet lover? Better check the declaration because there are condos that won't let you have have pets. Or pets of a certain size. Or, or, number. or number. Or, 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 or number, per, precisely. So the declaration in, in many ways really establishes what the character of the condominium corporation is that you're buying into. Now, um, Moving down the hierarchy, there's, yeah. there's the bylaws and the rules. The bylaws will generally deal with the operational components of a condominium corporation. So, for example, the bylaws might talk about how many directors you have, what the terms of the directors are. The qualifications. Uh, the qualifications. To become a director. To become a director, absolutely. Sure. Um, and One of the things we've heard a lot about recently yeah. and changes is the insurance deductible bylaw. That's a very prominent one as well. Uh, uh, absolutely. And now, and folks, if you're listening and you're going, yeah. what are they talking about? We will get to this stuff. And that's why we're here, because that's why we speak condo. These terms, uh, we want to help you understand and get to know uh, what's going on for much less than $400 an hour. But I think it's fair to say that all of the important information in your condo, whether you want to know anything about the board, whether you want to know if it's a pet-free building or not, it's all in your declaration, your bylaws, and your rules. So you can really get a flavor of the condo that you're purchasing or the condo that you live in by looking at the corporation's documents. find this or any episode of We Speak Condo interesting or informative, please subscribe to the podcast by visiting our website, www.citysitesmanagement.com. If you want to have your questions answered, email us. We'll be responding to your love letters or hate mail every week. Thanks for listening.